Welcome to Moneymaker, the podcast that gives you the tools to enrich your life in every sense of the word. I'm your host, Nelly Galan. Let's get started. So when I was working for a lot of other people, one of my bosses one day said to me, young lady, when you grow up, (laughs) you got to make money while you sleep. Don't spend money on silly things. You got to make money while you sleep. And I thought, what is he talking about? What does that mean? And I figured out that what he really meant, and really it was the way he lived, is that the money you make and the money you save is not going to take you to the end of your life. That in this, especially in these days, if you just make money, even if you save some money, you're probably going to be broke in old age. And so what I realized is that even though this guy was in television and he was a big producer in television and also an owner of TV stations, what he focused on the most and when I observed him is he was buying a lot of real estate. And I realized that he was more interested in the real estate almost than in the exciting job of television. And one day I said to him, you know, I don't get this. You're more interested in buying a TV studio, the actual real estate, then you are making these shows, which I thought was like the fun part of the job. And he goes, young lady, someday those buildings are going to be worth more than all the TV shows put together. And that, that really like hit me. And then I started like looking for that. I started looking at other people in my midst that were wealthy. And then I would, I started asking people, well, how did you make your money? And, and it was always like, real estate. I mean, some of them would say stock, but most of them would say real estate. And, and one time that, that old boss of mine, I said to him, so how do I do that? And he goes, well, when you make money, you don't do what all you young people do, which is you buy bling and you buy things and you have plenty of time in old age to spend money. You live beneath your means and you start buying real estate. And he said, and in your particular case, I would buy commercial real estate because you're a nice girl. And if you start buying houses and apartments and you put people to live there and something goes wrong, you're too nice of a person. You're not going to kick the people out. Boy, was that ahead of his time now that we've all gone through COVID, right? And he's like, buy commercial buildings because that means corporations will rent from you and they have to pay you no matter what. And that really stuck with me. And I just want you all to know that I knew nothing about real estate. I never studied real estate. I knew nothing. And, I, you know, if you've heard my podcast, you know that I really didn't make any money. I started making money at 30. I was broke. And I will tell you that I started at 31 buying real estate. And by 45, I, I had owned 17 buildings. And I had enough money from real estate that I didn't have to work another day in my life as a landlord with the income as a landlord. And I have made five times the money in real estate than in my glamorous TV job. So I want to give you baby steps on how exactly I did it. And there's many ways to do it, but I can only tell you what I did and how I figured it out. And and now I've learned a lot. So again, 2020, I can tell you, I've now learned, I can go back with 2020 vision and tell you what I did. And then maybe what are the things I would tweak? And I'm going to tell you blow by blow what to do. Number one, I became a notary public. I know that sounds crazy, 
That's a one-day test. You study and you take it. And a notary public, everybody needs things, you know, stamped by a notary public. And that was advice I got from somebody. If you're a notary public, you can be a, a, a you know a, a notary public that goes and stamps all the mortgages and all the things for people. In today's world, you get paid a lot, by the way. You can be a, a notary public that travels and they pay you like $350 to notarize a mortgage. But even if you don't do that, even if you do it for people in your neighborhood in real estate, you get to know everybody in real estate notarizing the stuff for them. So that is a great thing to learn and to do. Back then, I did not get my real estate license, but now I'd say all of you get your real estate license. Right now, my son and I, as we speak, are in real estate school in California and in Florida to get our real estate license. Even if you don't practice, you're going to know how to do your own. You'll you'll get a percentage of everything you do. Why are you going to give away all the commissions? You're still going to need other people because they're the ones that are in the market and blah, 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 but you'll get a little piece of it. And also you'll know what you're doing. You know, if you get your real estate license in Florida, you get you can get eight other states. If you get it in California, your real estate license, you know a lot about real estate in, in the whole country. So I would say become a notary public and get your real estate license in one state and learn. I've learned. So I that I think I know a lot in real estate now getting my real estate license. I'm like, why didn't I do this before? You learn so much. Number three, what did I do? I started becoming obsessed with Zillow and LoopNet. Now, all of you like laugh because all of you during the pandemic, everybody was saying Zillow is like porn. You know, it's everybody's into, you know, looking at, at houses all over the country. Well, I did that when I started at 31. Why? Because somebody told me, start looking at Zillow. Zillow's for residential and LoopNet is for commercial. You have to start getting to know what are the prices in all neighborhoods. And so I would watch TV and I'd be like, okay, houses in houses in LA, houses in Venice Beach, houses in Calabasas, houses in Miami, houses in Austin. I looked all over the country and then I'd go, buildings in Austin, buildings in this, buildings in that. And I tried to remember what my boss said, look for commercial for you. Okay, you'll see what happens. Then I started going to open houses on Sundays. <laughs> That was like my fun. By the way, let me just tell you, that's a great place to meet people, to meet friends, to meet people you can date. Go to open houses. And then also you see what the real estate agent is doing. You see what kind of people are buying in what neighborhoods. You start looking at properties and going, they're paying that for that when this is available over here. You you start getting your own education. Then the next thing I did is at one of the at one of those open houses, I met, I saw this woman who to me seemed very masterful. She was a very serious older woman and she was very intelligent. Everything out of her mouth when she was, I just thought, and I, I, I just started talking to her and I started befriending her. And I'm like, listen, I have a business. I have a little company. I'm, I'm you know, I'm just starting out, but eventually I'd like to buy a building from my business. You know, like, I, don't know. I didn't even know what I was doing. And I said, can I take you to lunch? I think my biggest secret sauce in general in life is I always look to people older than me because one of the things young people don't realize is older people don't want anything from you. They're happy for you. They've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. Sometimes we talk about things with people that are our peers and our peers are competing with us. But someone way older than you is just so happy that you asked them to lunch 
and they're happy to give you their advice and they want to feel like they can mentor you. Now, it's very off-putting when you go up to somebody and say, can you be my mentor? Because then that feels like, like, who are you to ask me that? But when you ask someone to lunch and you're young, you know, I've told my son that and he's asked a lot of people to lunch. And it really is a beautiful thing because people get happy when a young person invites them to lunch because nobody ever does that. This woman that I invited to lunch, I think I, you know, I, and you'll meet her in my podcast because I just feel like she's now 80, uh, like 82. And she, I met her many, many, many years ago. And I always tell everybody she's made me more money than anyone else in the world because I never make a move without asking her. She is a real estate mogul. She was a wife that got divorced. She was an assistant and she went and got a real estate license. And now she's a mogul. She owns, she has so much value in her, in her real estate. She's just a savant at real estate. So, I mean, I'm so blessed that I've had this friendship with this woman for 25 years who has made me the most money of my life. So find people out there. And I want you to know that I also found a mortgage person going to open houses who's now my, has been my mortgage broker for 20 years. I've gone and found a lawyer, a real estate lawyer through going to all these real estate events. Um, my banker, I found that way. And she's been my banker for 20 years. And then she retired and found me another banker. I, I, so I, I, over, over the years, it's not just that I've learned, it's that I've gotten a team. So let me tell you what I did to make money. And this is not the only way. So don't just take it from me. But the way that I started is buying pre-construction. I bought an apartment in pre-construction and I bought an apartment that was live work. Now, I, I sound like a genius now because after COVID, everything live work is very valuable. But back then, nobody was talking live work. But I just felt that live work, I go, I go back to the boss that was saying to me, don't just buy things where people live because then you're stuck. And I thought live work could be commercial, right? So it gave me the flexibility. And so let me tell you what that means. In pre-construction, you're buying into a building that, or, or a series of townhouses or whatever it is that is under, just starts going to construction, maybe hasn't even gone into construction yet. And you go see a model and you put a deposit down. And again, I was mentored by my mentor that that's a good way to begin because if you choose correctly, now if you choose badly, you're going to lose your shirt. And I'm going to tell you how to choose correctly. If you choose correctly, by the time the building gets built two or three years later, you could act, you, you now have equity. Like in other words, I, the first thing I bought was a $50,000 little tiny live work in Miami of all places. And by the time it was done, the people that were buying at that moment had to pay $10,000 more, right? Or $20,000 more. And so you could actually flip it and make that $20,000 and put then your 10 and their 20, the 20 you made into a new property. So that's a different way of flipping instead of buying a house, having to remodel it and flip it. This is flipping in pre-construction. Now, how do you know for sure that a pre-construction is going to work? You never know. Everything's a risk. But I'll tell you how you hedge your bets that it's a good idea is, you know, this trick that she taught me. She goes, in today's world, you would say, where is there an Amazon fulfillment center? Where is there a university? Is there a metro line? Or is there a metro line going up? 
where are places that people are going to want to live because there's a lot of work there, because there's great transportation there, or because there's a university there, uh, or a new mall going up is another great one too. So it, it is really about, you know, in real estate, everybody says location, location, location. So in residential, location is always like, do you live near a beach? Do you live near, you know, a mall is also good. Do you live near a park? Do you live near good schools? There's many criteria for good location. In commercial, the location is all about, are there going to be a lot of people living here that are going to want this place? Mostly because they're near their work or they're near transportation. And so that is a great way to begin your real estate portfolio. I started that way with literally only $5,000 at 31 years of age. I took that $5,000, I bought something, I flipped it twice. So I flipped that into another pre-construction and then a third pre-construction and the third pre-construction I kept. And that one actually didn't make me money per se because my, I, my parents, again, immigrant parents, my parents were retiring and I needed for them to have a place to live. But what happened, and the reason it still worked out for me, is that maybe because I did a good deed, and maybe the universe helped me, but that place that I bought from my parents went up so much that I'd had equity in it. So it was worth much more than what I had paid for it in pre-construction. So I was able to borrow a little money from the spread and put that money into the next property. So, and also I think I don't want to, I don't want to drive you guys crazy, but the, I want to leave you with this thought because I can't teach you everything in one day. But the other thing that really helps you in real estate development and in real estate investing is taxes. And I'm going to talk a lot about this. I'm a, you know, my son says to me, you're goaded in taxes. Well, I may be goaded because I've obsessed about learning about taxes and I'll tell you why in a minute, but you're going to meet people through me who make me look like child's play. Like they are my goats and they teach me about taxes. Why? Because the tax system in the United States has these loopholes that help people that invest money. The whole economic system of the United States is based on people buying houses and buying real estate and the turnover of real estate. So I'm going to leave you with this. There is one law called the 1031 law, which means that if you take the proceeds of a property that you buy, whether it's commercial or residential, as long as it's an investment property and you flip it and you make money, as long as you reinvest that money, you are deferring the tax and you can defer for the rest of your life and you're not paying capital gains. You're not, you don't have to take the money out. You can use that money to grow your money in compound interest, which I will teach you in the future. But I'm going to leave you with this. I hope you're excited to come back and listen more about my real estate journey because I want you to remember from 31 to 45, enough money to retire and live as a landlord. So I hope you know that my goal for you is to become a moneymaker.